0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Strike Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today, UFC 251. On Fight Island is this Saturday. And who better to bring in to discuss it and give their picks than our friends. That's right, our boys from across the land and a special guest at the very end come on to give their picks and selections for UFC 251 in Fight Island and Abu Dhabi. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back.
1: We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we are in here talking about practice.
2: Five seconds left in the game. Oh, you yeah. believe in that? Yes.
3: Oh, God, Yes! Oh,
1: five by one, the right field. She is gone! Late clock at five. Cash
4: is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler.
3: Is it the chicken for the championship? Ah!
1: He's going for the corner.
3: He's got it. Base is loaded. Two out.
0: We're back, baby. It's the Charity strike Pitch free throws because they are fa'ree. So 253 coming out at you guys in episode 52. We have all the boys on this one and some of our friends. That's right. we got Max Shiner, Jonah Farrow, uh, Tommy Kresnick, and our buddy, Matthew McConaughey. That's right. A special guest appearance from Mr. Matthew McConaughey joining us to give their picks on Fight Island. It's going to be a great one, and the show is great. These guys know what they're talking about. And what better time to have the boys on? It's been a minute. So without further ado, we'll kick it off with our first guest and see you after the show. Enjoy. UFC 251 Fight Island. We spoke about it with Bruce Buffer a little while ago. Three major title fights as well as other fights going on. And while we've been keeping up on the charity stripe with UFC, and I'm impressed with how we've done in our knowledge, our growth, We don't know as much as some of our friends do, so we decided to take a break from bringing in these A-listers, and we want to bring in the homegrown boys, uh, our, our our buddies from life, and um, so we're gonna kick it off uh, with a few of them. And one of our buddies we have on is Max Shine Dog Shiner, uh, A.K.A. Young Sparty, out of Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> formerly out of Arizona. Uh, and Shiner has been a UFC. You've been a, I didn't realize you you've adopted UFC. We were talking the other day, and then you kind of yeah. just went on a roll about it. Shiner's um, big into college basketball, football, all the nine yards, but now he's really into USC, And so we wanted to come in and get his opinions on Fight Island, uh, which is crazy, and the card, the main card, the three title fights for USC 51, which is now Usman versus Masvidal um, after a late pullout by Burns. And then we have Alexander Volnowski versus Max Holloway. And followed by that, we have Jan versus Aldo. Um, crazy fights. I think a lot of them are leaning one way from what I've seen, from what I've watched, but I'm not as savvy as you are. So, Shiner, we would love your takes on these yeah, two fights.
4: So th- thank you guys for having me on. Um, yeah, I mean, once the UFC got going on ESPN, I threw it on for the Sahudo uh, Dillashaw was their first event they had. And, yeah, honestly just, like, fell in love with the competitiveness and, How unique it is in terms of uh, each fighter having their own backstory as well so yeah I mean I don't know if you guys have been following but what they have going on at Fight Island right now is pretty special Uh, 10 square mile closed bubble uh, includes two hotels a golf course Um, the fighters don't leave the media doesn't leave so they're all within a 10 square mile radius right now in Abu Dhabi
0: Wow, that's the the golf course was a kicker for you. I really heard oh, the em- sure. the emphasis on that for you, um, and and it's I mean it's it's Dana White kind of set the precedent. Silver is trying to do it in Orlando. Baseball is got a. Baseball is a bit of a risky situation right now. Their testing has not been good, nor ha- and a lot of guys have been coming out as tested positive, which is what you don't want to see. But this seems to be the. I mean, Mazvidal has to fill in because someone in Burns' camp or Burns himself, you know, tested positive, and that can't go on. Um, but they were quick to fill it in, and they're getting that main event, and it seems like all things are a go and have been working out for them so far. So with yeah, that, and with-
4: the, f- the fact that they're. F- six events i believe since COVID started i mean they had three events in jacksonville they've had three or four events in las vegas um the ufc has arguably the best operation staff of all the big four leagues and uh yeah they're able to to kind of pull some strings get in touch with the abu dhabi government and really uh kind of set the standard for these uh, bubble sports
0: the abu dhabi government is the just like the saudi arabia middle east their love of combat sports is very low-key and it's people were kind of questioning. Why Joshua? Um, versus um, uh why, why am I blanking on Andy? Ruiz Ruiz, Ruiz there we go. God uh, Ruiz Joshua too. why well, that was in Abu Dhabi Well, that was in Saudi Arabia, but the Middle East love for combat sports uh, is Something that's kind of unheralded and flies under the radar So it's no surprise though to me that they were eager to have this out in Abu Dhabi but um, but three great fights. I've just been turned on to Yan. I've always known Jose Aldo. He's a bit older. Holloway is one of my guys, um, but he seems to be the underdog here. And obviously, Usman is on a one-man wrecking crew, and Maz Vidal is on a week's notice. But he is the ultimate straight fighter. So we'll start in the bantamweight title bout, uh, which Sahuda left vacant, vacant. And I would love to hear who you got here, why, and how long you think this is going to go.
4: Yeah. So uh, Peter No Mercy Yan versus Jose Junior Aldo. Uh, for Aldo, this is only a second fight at bantamweight. Um, Aldo was a longtime featherweight champion, uh, dethroned by actually Conor McGregor in the uh, 17-second knockout uh, at Madison Square Garden. Um, but in this one, I have Peter Jan. Um, this is a guy who is a world-renowned boxer coming out of Russia and has made his camp in Phuket, Thailand for about the last five years. And what Jan has done is just destroy everyone in his way. He's got a very heavy hand, but he also is one of the more underrated grapplers in the division. Um, I actually had the opportunity to see him in the Chicago card last year uh, with a knockout over Jimmy Rivera. But when it comes to Jose Aldo on this weight cut, I mean, a guy who for so long was fighting at 155 and 145 um, in the twilight of his career, cutting down to now 135. Uh, we saw in his first fight with Marlon Moraes that uh, his leg kicks weren't there. And that's really been his signature um, move, uh, or his signature strike uh, over his entire career. And so I do have Peter Jan in this fight. I have him by knockout uh, in round two. So if you're a betting man, uh, Peter Yan knockout uh, is at a plus 115 clip. Uh, Jan's a minus 235 favorite. Uh, in UFC, it's very... Uh, very easy to, to bet the uh, winners, but when it really comes down to where you make your money, it is in terms of the process. So I have Jan by knockout. I think although if he doesn't get the leg kicks going, I think Yan's going to be too, too much to handle, especially coming out to play uh, a really good knockout against Uriah Faber. And this will be a really big coming out party for Peter Jan uh, on Fight Island.
0: Nice. Love that. I like I, I was betting the favorites is so easy because they're I mean, it yeah. could be a little lopsided, but betting the prop bets is huge. And I, I've seen people bet, you know, the rounds and watching watching my, you know, not degenerate to say, but my gambling buddies really go ham on what rounds are doing what um, is it, always fun to watch. Almost as fun as watching the fight itself. Uh, he had favorite. It's
5: crazy la- that, like it's like I've got 30 pounds on that guy. And one inch, but like he'd kick my ass. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. That's the the thing I'll never be able to wrap my head around. But these guys are just in such good shape.
0: Yeah, thirty pounds and one inch, but he's also Russian, so that kind of evens it out. Yeah,
4: that's that's a good point. A good point. <laughs> he, On average, a lot of these fighters cut about fifteen percent of their weight to get down to their fighting weight.
0: Jesus, right? it's crazy. All right, give me it. Volkanovski versus Holloway. Is my man Holloway so going to pull in- out?
4: Yeah, so interesting enough, Jose Aldo's last fight, as we just talked about, his last fight at featherweight before he made the cut to bantamweight was actually against Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, So we've seen Volko, and he's on 18-fight win streak. This is a guy who was uh, 240 pounds uh, playing rugby in Australia, professional rugby, was one of the best guys in his league um, and decided to make the move to martial arts. And the first fight of this one, um, I actually watched it last night. Um, If you're a fight fan or you want to get into fights, This is definitely one of the uh, higher-level striking matches you're going to see. Max Holloway someone who is not trying to really make huge power shots, but really trying to touch you, and uh, I mean, a guy who goes down to arguably is the greatest featherweight of all time. Um, The first fight went Volko's way. He fought arguably a perfect fight, is what a lot of the critics said. Um, Max Holloway, we know, is going to come back out with a rejuvenated energy, um, coming off of now two losses in his last three fights. But in this one, I'm going back with Volkanovski. I mean, the leg kicks in the first fight uh, proved very dangerous for Holloway. He had to fight um, the predominant of the first fight, uh, Southpaw, which is not his uh, traditional stance. And I really think Volkanovski is someone who's going to be a force to be reckoned with for a long time in the UFC. Um, by no means does uh, an 18-fight win streak preclude you from being one of those guys. And uh, yeah, I think the featherweight division is uh, going to be Volkanovski's for a long time coming. So I got Volkanovski um by decision Mm. by decision like the first fight i think yes
0: nice i mean he's he is just a piece dude he's that guy's only five six he's playing rugby
4: Five six playing rugby i mean he is if you look at his thighs i mean he's got the the absolute thunder thighs of anyone i've ever seen they're about they're like look like saquon barkley
0: bigger than mine you think
4: could be. Maybe not you after a Peloton
0: class. <laughs> so you know how I, get I do, off? man. <laughs> no, we're just pellets. we're just Peloton boys. I didn't throw that in the introduction, but that's that, that that's uh, that's also how we know each other. The <laughs> um <laughs> uh the, yeah, I'm gonna I love Holloway. I've always liked Holloway just even since I got into it. But I, I think you cannot knock out Volkanovsky. But the decision thing's interesting. It's interesting it's gonna be interesting to see him I kinda of hang in there. Um I think that's the first one I'm I went
4: to distance too, yeah. I mean the first fight went to distance, neither guy was totally torn, but I think Volkanovsky's leg kicks were um like one of the highest level striking displays we have seen. He was tearing Max up, and I think that's definitely something to look for uh, in the fight coming up on Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. I never really understood, like, why are they kicking in the legs? And then I got someone hit me in the leg. I was like, ah, that hurt. I was like, oh, wow, that makes sense. You know, like...
4: Chopping wood, yep.
0: Chopping wood, can't stand, can't yeah. win. Uh, Usman Masvidal, the main event, uh, I've been watching a lot on Usman. Obviously, I know Masvidal, he's more of like the spectacle, but I've been watching a lot of Usman lately, and he's mean, ferocious. The way he stays in is is, is so good, and I would love to hear your takes on this one. Does Masvidal have a chance in such short notice?
4: Yeah, so I think, I mean, if you were to put a uh, sport comp, or if you were to say, hey, if this guy wasn't a fighter, what would he be? Kamaru Usman would be a starting middle linebacker in the NFL. I mean, the guy's 6'2", Uh, every ounce of 170 pounds probably walks around around 210 pounds to be my guess. So he's a, he's a big boy. And um, what he's shown over his last two fights, I think have been uh, pretty incredible. The first being his uh, title winning um, bout against Tyron Woodley where Tyron Woodley, uh, all American wrestler at Missouri, uh, Kamaru, who's a D2 national champion was able to ragdoll him for the entire five rounds. And that was a really big sign to see uh, a guy who is a great wrestler but going against another great wrestler. How masterclass, how world-class of level that Kamaru Usman has in the grappling game. But with Jorge Masvidal, I mean, you're talking about a guy who is not only arguably the most popular guy in the sport, uh, absent Conor McGregor right now, at least uh, in terms of active fighters. Uh, we're a year to the day currently on his five-second knockout of Ben Askren, which
2: that was stupid.
4: shockwave. Shockwaves around the world with the flying knee uh, coming off the boat. That was disgusting. But the fact that, I mean, you have Jorge Maswell on six days notice. I mean, for, for viewers or listeners who uh, don't really understand what's going on on Fight Island, uh, Jorge Maswell his six-day notice was he got the call in Miami. He flew to Vegas where he had to quarantine for 48 hours, take multiple tests, then fly privately to Abu Dhabi, get quarantined for another two days, and then fight. So he really only has two, two and a half days to, with kind of the whole facilities um, that a normal fight camp would have kind of leading up to a fight. So I really think al- although Masvidal is that kind of quick trigger type fighter, I think the circumstances that he's going through is is one in a million. I mean, we don't see fighters ever take fights on this big of a fight on six days notice ever.
0: He's to I think cut weight he, too, right?
4: and cutting weight. He was at a Brazilian steakhouse last week. I was listening to an interview and saying that that's a meal that when you're putting on weight, not when you're cutting weight.
5: But at at this point it's like, whatever happens, I mean, and, and like you're saying, it's basically a one in a million chance here. He's, he's okay with the result. Like the result is not really knocking the credibility of his name. Like it's not because of everything on such short notice. It's just, yeah. it's just great. It's honestly, it's just good for the sport, really, is what he's
4: doing. He's kind of, he's kind of just taking one for the team here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his nickname is Gamebred. I mean, that's that's his mantra. He's always been the fighter's fighter. Um, it's a guy who's actually came up with Kimbo Slice in Miami. That's where he got found. He was an undercard fighter with on one of the Kimbo Slice YouTube cards that we've all seen. And this a guy who's got forty eight professional fights, and it's his first title shot. So you got to imagine he's coming ready to go.
0: It's, it's insane that he's even, you have to have kind of some kind of screw loose and he's like talking shit, dude. The guy's like out here, like talking. That's what I like about him. He's like, he wants to just kick this guy's ass and it's great. I mean, but Usman is, is, is not afraid to talk some smack either, but you think it's going to go Kamaro's way? No question.
4: Yeah. So I think Kamara is going to take this one. I think his wrestling is at such a level that um, really only Khabib in the UFC is kind of the only rival to him in terms of grappling. If you're a betting man, though, I think Masvidal with that first-round knockout or Masvidal with a knockout is definitely a good pick. I mean, he did it to Darren Till. His last three fights being Darren Till, Ben Askren, and Nate Diaz all coming by finish. This is a guy who is just an absolute loose cannon, and you know he's got something up his sleeve, especially because he's willing to take this fight on six days notice. But if you watch that Woodley fight and you watch even the Colby Covington fight that Camaro just, uh, just defended his belt, which was a straight stand-up affair, and... The critics are really looking to see if he had the stand-up ability, that dirty boxing, the kickboxing, and he was absolutely fantastic in that fight. But I have this one, Usman, and the decision. I think, yes, I mean, back-to-back decision picks for me, but both, I mean, all three of these fights, guys, I mean, the UFC puts on the biggest card of the year always on this July 4th weekend. But in terms of Fight Island and even the the female fight coming prior, I mean, these are three of the best fights you're going to get in the entire UFC roster, and I'm really excited for this one. But I got Usman decision. Uh, it's plus 175. You're a betting man.
0: And then the, the female fights, you pump for those as well. Like I haven't delved. Admittedly, I haven't delved into it. I have to like it. I I, I hate to say it, but it's taking me it a little. It was a
5: bit. Sh- it was a bit shameful that you didn't mention them. I think in the card.
0: <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was I was just going to three title fights with all our guests because I don't want to go the whole card, um, but sure. I will love to hear your female takes and which fight you're looking most forward to.
4: Yeah, so there's two other fights on the main card. The first being the the uh, kind of first card of the main first fight of the main card is Amanda Hebos taking on Paige Van Zant. I have Hebos on that one. She's an up and coming prospect. Paige Van Zant, she has come out and said she makes more money in her Instagram modeling than she does fighting. And this will be her last fight in the UFC before she joins Bellator with her husband. So I got Hiba for that one for sure. But the, the, the next fight before our three title fights, Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade, which was a title fight about a year ago in Brazil. Uh, Rose Namajunas uh, defeated Yolana Jandracek, if you know who that is, coming up. Who just had a, a massive fight in March. Uh, this is one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. Uh, Rose is one of the best stand-up fighters in the entire UFC female roster. And Jessica Andraj is an absolute wrestling unit. Uh, Rose is dominating the fight before Jessica Andraj picked her up, drives her on her head, and knocked her out in, uh, in about the, in the late of the first round. So I see Rose Nama units to make the necessary adjustments and win that fight. I have her by submission in round two. But I would say definitely if you're tuning in, that Nama units Andrage fight, which is the one directly before Jan and Aldo, is also a must-watch fight as well. Very high-level strikers. Glad
0: we brought that up. Then that you you got me gas for it. I just, I don't know. I mean, like it's, uh, it's, it's so archaic of me to like get to kinda of get behind the female fighters. It just is. You know, I know I know I'm being archaic, but I'm making that push to kind of get there. I mean Rhonda, you know, is obviously the the, the kingpin of it. Um but there's there's so I'm many like, there's yeah. so many
5: we'll, we'll get you in the octagon
0: with Hall Illum and, and then the, no, and there's nothing more will happen. Oh no, they'd beat the shit out of me. There's no question about that. They would absolutely and I was
4: talking about my friends today. There's there's really uh and I think why the female UFC has really blown up there's about six or seven fighters who are really kind of up here, and the rest of the entire female roster is down here. But the, the, at least the fight that I just mentioned, the uh, Nami Yusandraj fight, those are two very, very high level fighters, and uh, yeah, it should be it should be a great card. I'm really excited to watch the entire thing. Um,
0: I mean, like it's now six or seven. A couple of years ago was like one female fighter, yeah. and now I think hopefully in the years to come, it will we'll see that turn because there's there's so many females in you know mixed martial arts and and whatnot, you know.
5: Um, I mean, this, this, I think that like the sport is what the sport is and in, in any capacity, whether it's males fighting or females fighting, there's an opportunity for a first round knockout off of a crazy, off of a crazy strike. And like that excitement alone goes such a long way, I think.
4: Yeah. And as the sport grows, I mean, we're seeing it now. If you were to watch fights from the early UFC days, I mean, these men, men and women now are at such a high level compared to where they were. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ronda Rousey was an Olympic judoka. And so this is, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to see that fight as well. The Nami Unisandrash and fight.
0: Awesome. One fight now, just some fun stuff. Real quick. One fight you want to see happen in the UFC next?
4: Yeah, so um, I think this fight is destined to happen. Um, I believe it's going to be the next Ultimate Fighter season that uh, has taken about about a three or four year uh, layoff since the last time they were on. But uh, my guy, Israel, the last stylebender, Adesanya, who's the current middleweight champ fighting out of Auckland, New Zealand, fighting it's Paulo Costa Boracinha, who's from Brazil. I mean, these are 185 pound monsters. Israel Adesanya has is taken the sport by storm. He's about to be announced on the cover of UFC 4, actually with Jorge Masvidal, I believe. Nice. And Paulo Costa is probably the scariest man physically in the ufc i mean he just beat yoel romero who used to hold that uh that title but this should be arguably the uh the biggest fight in the ufc right now two absolute hungry dogs who are both undefeated and will just stand up and strike and so if that one's coming on the calendar in a few months which i believe it will be i think they're waiting to see if they can have fans because of how the the magnitude of this fight i mean adesanya won his belt in front of fifty-six thousand people in uh in melbourne uh, about nine months ago now and so i really think that that is the biggest fight of the ufc and i think that would really kind of send the ripple effects even greater into the kind of the the general sports population as well
0: nice rocking rocking rocking
4: i yeah
0: you should be making the cards like that your next i mean i know you wanted to work in, in the nba but now you may be working for ufc dude
4: there's a thought. I mean, there's a thought right now. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's the, the matchmaker's job in the UFC. I think is almost more of an economist's role. I mean, it's really making sure that you can put kind of both pieces in for a, uh, a money-making affair. And I think, yeah.
0: And you got that NBA for definitely, a reason, Definitely dude.
4: keep your eye on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> keep your eye on Adesanya, though. That's the. Uh, he's oh, yeah. One guy was, in the UFC uh, right now. He was buffers. He was
5: buffers guy up. So.
4: Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. Which,
5: uh, now you guys have the same opinion so that just yeah you and bruce
0: buffer <laughs> yeah was, what am i kidding not <laughs> the next day in a way, the next bruce buffer you have the voice for you uh shiner you're the absolute man uh thank you for enlightening us uh i was i was floored by your knowledge i've seen the grow so thank you for uh bestowing that upon us and, and making us and the fans out there a little bit smarter and thank you for joining brother
4: Thank you guys and yeah, tune in on Saturday. They're actually fighting at about 5 a.m. Abu Dhabi time, so that they can fight at 9 p.m. our time. So uh, yeah, keep your eye out and uh, yeah, I think Rose Namiunis that's uh, that's my pick to click. I think I think she's gonna come out and win and win over uh, Jessica Andrade. But really looking forward to it. Thank you guys.
0: Love it, brother. Another one of our buddies. Tommy Krasnick is joining us out of SF. Uh, he's become a friend of mine uh, through a mutual friend, Tucker Stone, uh, great personality, and we were with him this past weekend with his multitude of Fight Island shirts. That's where Nick met him. Nick and him were sharing a beer in the kitchen, and Nick came up to me and goes, we gotta get this guy on the show. And so now we're putting together a slew of our friends coming through, changing up the guest a bit, and talking some Fight Island and UFC because it's a sport the three of us are trying to get into and are starting to get into and learning about but we have a lot of money trying to win money in too but a lot of our friends are experts and then have been following it way longer and more closely than we have so why give our random picks that kind of fall flat when we could ask you guys so tommy crazy weekend about to happen 251 fight island Abu Dhabi, they're coming in. We have Jorge Masvidal challenging Usman for the title on under a week's notice. We have Volonovsky versus Holloway in another title match. And then for the interim title, we have Jan versus Aldo um, to fill in the void since Sahuda left. Crazy, plus two great female fights. It's an unbelievable main card, and we want to hear your thoughts. We'll start with Aldo and Jan um, over there in the bantam. What do you think is going to happen? What are you taking? Because apparently you're on a hot streak, and we have to make your picks.
3: Yeah, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I do like to think I'm on a bit of a hot streak. And I'll just start out by saying, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to any of the pictures that have come out about, you know, this ring that they have on the beach and Fight Island. I mean, everything about this uh, the setup there is absolutely electric. I cannot, I absolutely cannot wait. You saw the merch that I had this weekend. Um, <laughs> to start off, uh, to start off uh, on the Aldo and Jan fight, I'm taking Jan. Um, He's uh, the younger guy. Obviously, Aldo has a lot of UFC, a lot more UFC experience. Um, a little bit older, tailing, tailing, you know, the end of his, um, the end of his prime. Um, I will say that uh, he lost his last two fights, so it's surprising to me for for him to be getting a title shot, um, kind of out of nowhere. Where I thought that maybe you know, Aljamain Sterling uh, was a little bit more deserving of it. Um, you know, Yan, like I said, the uh, the younger guy. Um, extraordinarily powerful, uh, you know, absolute uh, unbelievable Muay Thai. um, very aggressive, uh, undefeated six and in the UFC 14 and one overall record. Um, and everything, every time I watch this guy, I've been impressed. And so, um, you know, I'm taking Jan and I'm also going to take the under, uh, two and a half rounds, um, because if you look at the two times that Aldo fought Holloway, who's an absolute volume guy, he relies on his cardio and the volume of his punches to overwhelm his opponents. He's not necessarily, you know, a, a power striker. Um, Aldo got knocked by Holloway. And Jan's power, I would say, is is much more of that than, than Holloway, especially, you know, for the weight class at one hundred thirty five. Um, and so, uh, like I said, I'm taking Jan and the under. Um, the under right now looks like the plus 160. Jan's a minus 140 favorite. Um, I love his aggression. Uh, and, you know, I think that he's got some underrated ground game as well. You know, Aldo is known somewhat for what he can do on the ground. But I, but I, I personally think that Jan is underrated when it comes to takedown defense. And when he does get somebody on the ground, what he can do to you, beat you up with his elbows, ground and pound. Um, I, I just really like what I see out of this guy. And I, and I think that he's taken out Aldo before the start of the third round.
0: Is it, Would you say that's one of your bigger locks of the weekend? Because it seems to me that this seems to be kind of a lopsided fight with many people in favor of Jan.
3: I would say, I would say Jan is probably the bigger lock, um, you know, at minus 240. But I will tell you, you know, but back to what I said about, you know, Holloway being able to rock Aldo as much as he did when they were at featherweight, and Holloway being the volume guy that he is—not necessarily the power guy—I think that uh, that the under has a very good shot of hitting as well, and I think there's great value in that under two and a half. Net.
0: Love it, love it. I've never been Nick taking notes over there. I, you know what? I, I think I'm not a, I'm not a better toss is a. Hair more of a better than I am, but not particularly. Nick is a man of the books, uh, and not in a bad way necessarily. He just knows his way around the library, so to speak. But I think this is this may be the weekend where I where yeah, I, I better th- the, sports books, yeah. The restricted.
5: Well, the restricted well, section, not just the library. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> right, right, right. Well, well. Also, let me tell you, you know, so I was at UFC two forty five in December twenty nineteen, um, and I think. So I saw Aldo on that card. I saw Holloway Volkanovski one. I saw Usman on that card. And I also saw Peter Jan on that card. So this card is very similar to the one that I went to. So I was able to not only I mean I buy all the pay per views anyways, but I was able to see these guys live. live. Wow. And what I saw out of Jan against Uriah Faber, I mean, it was it was an absolute mauling. I mean, it was at no point close. Um, and you know, I go back to what I said before. Perfect six and zero oh in the UFC, um, has looked great in each one of those fights, and uh, was previously eight and one before that in whatever whatever other fighting league it was, some Russian fighting league. But I will tell you that which goes the a long way. Cause... Aggressive young pit aggressive fighter that uh, that I think is going to take this easily. And like I said, I really like the the under two and a half bet at plus one sixty. Um, the 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 over is minus one ninety but I, I'm not going anywhere near touching that. I think, yeah. I think it's ending
2: early. Love that pick. I think it's a good pick. I think it's a great pick. I mean, our guy Bruce Buffer, you know, we asked him who, the, who he thought the face of UFC, the, like next man up would be. Um, and, you know, he didn't mention Peter Young, but I think that he has a legit shot to, to take over UFC by storm. And he kind of already has. He said he's 6-0, and you know, and yeah, I know it's a lower weight class, but, I mean, you look at guys like McGregor and you look at guys like Sahujo and all those guys, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a legitimate shot to kind of take on and be the and dominate makes, there. You know what I mean, right, so, right.
3: well, you know, we in the bantamweight division, especially we are in a bit of a weird position because Cejudo kind of retired, retired out of nowhere. I mean, I was, I was not expecting that. I thought he was going to be reigning over that division for the next long while uh, personally. Um, but with him retiring and Aljamain Sterling, who I mentioned earlier, having just fought like a month or two ago, who I personally deserve, thought deserved the, the fight. I just don't think he had enough time in between his last fight and now um, to be able to fight uh, Peter Jan. You know, I, I still think he's in, in the recovery mode. So, so you think um, they're
0: setting him up, Sterling, for Jan, to kind of tee Yan up a little bit with an older Aldo, and then get that, that Sterling fight next?
3: That's that's what I think. I think that I think that you know they they kind of know. Like I said, Aldo's ending is uh, nearing the end of his prime. Obviously has an incredible UFC track record. I just think Jan is, you know, so up and coming. And what I've seen out of Sterling as well, you know, what I really hope happens, Jan kicks his ass in uh, <laughs> less than uh, less than uh, two rounds. And then I like the to Russians Ster- too. Then we get to see Sterling and Jan, and that's the fight I really want to see. Nice. Yeah.
0: And then you mentioned Holloway, uh, Volonovsky won. Now he got two. What are you thinking there? This seems to be the closest of the three title
3: fights. I would agree. I would agree. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a Holloway guy through and through, like I said, a UFC 245, I was able to watch their first fight. Um, I thought it was a very close fight. Uh, had to go to a decision. One of the judges had scored it, you know, that Volkanovsky had won each, each one of the five rounds. Um, I think that's, you know, a total fluke. Uh, I, 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 did not think that it was, you know, that in favor of Volkanovsky, but what Volkanovsky was able to do, that really affected Holloway um, as the fight went on was he was able to, uh, to get solid leg kicks in. And by the fourth round, I mean, Holloway's right leg looked like, you know, jello. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and so I think that, you know, Holloway's, the the key to Holloway winning this fight is to come out strong because like I said, he's a volume guy. He used to come out hot first, first time they fought, he kind of let Volkanovsky come to him much more of a power guy, and so he, he relied a little bit more on his, uh, his movement getting out of the way. Um, he didn't do a very good job of getting out of the way of the leg kicks, as I said. I think that, you know, for as long as uh, Holloway was reigning over the, the featherweight division as the champ, he was definitely able to make the, um, the adjustments that he needed. I think he's going to implement those. I'm taking Holloway, and here's my best value bet of all of them. The over under on this one is under four and a half or, uh, or over under is four and a half. I'm taking the under at plus one six, uh, 180. And, um, the reason is I think that both these guys want to come out. They both have something to prove. Um, bulk wants to come out and show that he still has the power. Um, Holloway wants to come out, does not want this to go to a decision. He's got to come out hot, high volume body shots. I mean, if you look at, what Holloway did in his title reign, when he had the title before he lost to Volkanovski in December of 19, um, Pettis, a vicious body kick TKO, TKO'd Aldo twice in a row after that, all with volume. And then, I don't know if you saw what he did to um, Brian Ortega, but it was one of the most violent fights I've seen in Holloway was barely touched. I mean, if you look at what Ortega looked like after that fight, it was, it was unbelievable. And I think that if oh, well, and then he went on to to kick Edgar's ass as well after that. But what I'll tell you, but what I'll tell you is that you know Holloway, for as young as he is, is just a master of sliding in, getting the punches in that he needs to, and then moving away without getting touched. And I think that if he can successfully do that again versus Volkanovsky without getting his legs taken out, I think that, both, uh, that uh, Holloway, at a plus one eighty five underdog, takes this. And if he implements the game plan that I was just referring to, you know, coming out hot, high volume, I think that under is hitting as well.
0: Nice, that's a love it. I'm into that. I'm a Holloway guy too. I always thought he was cool. Now he's some,
3: Hawaiian, he's a great guy in general. You know, it's, it's like how can you not like him? I, I don't know if you've listened to him interview. Or yeah. Anything, but, uh, you know, I think he's I think he's 28, 29 now. 28. Uh, yeah, 28, and um, he has already achieved so much in in the UFC. Um, and, and he's a great guy, you know, he lost with class, um, but, uh, he also wins with class as well. So, you know, how, how can you not like him?
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think that's the fight I'm most excited for. Um, and then we have the wild card of USC, Jorge Masvidal, uh, coming up against Usman, who is has been on a tear, is the champion on the six days. Is there any way that you're not going with Usman or something in his facet over here?
3: Listen, listen, so Smart pick is Usman. Right now, ESPN has Usman at a minus 300 favorite. Um, I think that's I think that's about where it should be. But I'm still surprised it's not a little bit more, given the fact that Jorge Masvidal is taking this fight on a six-day uh, or seven-day uh, notice. But what I will say is I don't think that Masvidal would have taken this fight if he hadn't already been training as if it was possible oh, of course. for him to be able – to take this card given you know the pandemic and everything anything was possible and it just so happened that Gilbert Burns um, you know did get the coronavirus and so um, Jorge I think had been preparing for something like this to happen he's able to step in um, and uh, you know as street Jesus says uh, he's gonna baptize <laughs> now, <laughs> now I will say I love both of these fighters. Usman is one of my favorite fighters to watch personally just because of how good he is at his wrestling and his striking. I mean, when I watched him like I, I keep referring back to this UFC 245 card, but it was just so similar to what we're about to see this upcoming Saturday. But I I watched him strike with Colby Covington for 24 and a half minutes until he was able to knock him out in in the last minute and it was unbelievable because everybody thinks of Usman's wrestling. When you think of Kamara Usman, you think about him ragdolling people. I mean he right. walks around at such a heavy weight for fighting at welterweight and then he's able to cut the weight. And it doesn't seem to affect him because that's what happens to a lot of these fighters is you know they walk around at 10, 15 pounds or however many pounds heavier than the actual weight division they fight in. But then they cut all of that, and then they fight at a much lower weight than what they actually, you know, walk around at. Like, tomorrow Usman probably walks around at like 190. Jeez. He's fighting at 170. That's and crazy. If look, if you look at this guy's figure. That's ridiculous. I mean, he is a He's monster. He's shredded. He is shredded. Absolute monster. He's appeased, dude. Yeah, oh, my God. And so, you know, I love both of these guys. Usman, I think, is number six in the pound-for-pound rankings right now in the world. Um, but you know, what Masvidal has done on his last three fights have been pretty impressive with the knockout of Darren Till in London, silencing the crowd, then the five second knockout of Ben Askren, and then just the unbelievable display of boxing that he showed against Nate Diaz in the BMF title fight. You know, he's on a tear, but trying to fight a guy like Kamaru Usman on six days notice, never going to be easy. I think Usman gets him on the ground, ragdolls him, game over. So I'm going. Um, I'm going Usman. I wasn't able to find an over/under for this fight, but if I had to guess, I would guess it'd be three and a half. Um, I, I don't have a strong opinion on that one, but if I had to guess, I would probably say the over. Um, now, what I'll say is that if Masudal is able to, you know, defend the takedowns and stay on his feet, I personally think he's one of the best boxers. In the UFC period, and so, like I said, Usman's striking was extraordinarily impressive last time I watched them fight. But if you're standing in the ring boxing with a guy like uh, uh, Masudal, that could also be a problem. But I still think that Usman walks away victorious and still.
0: Nice, into it. That. Into it, man. Can't can't disagree. And we want your takes on the female fights. Which one are you more excited for, um, and what can we expect out of those?
3: So. I'll tell you, um, I, I'm more excited for the Andrade-Nama Yunus fight um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I was doing a little research on, on some of these, so I'm going to pull this up here. Um, so in Nama Yunus' last fight, she actually fought Andrade, and she was heavily favorited. Andrade knocked her out cold, cold-clocked her in the second round as a pretty big dog, and I was surprised by that, but... Um, I'm still going to go with uh, with Thug Rose on this one. Um, if you look at some of the some of the times that she defended her belt, she beat Joanna uh, Jedcheck twice to defend her belt. Michelle Waterson. I mean, some of the wins she has on her on her resume um, are against some of the best fighters in in the women MMA uh, strawweight division, and uh, you you got to love what she's doing. Um, but but I will say I would have thought that the odds would have been a little bit closer. They have Namba Eunice at a minus 200, Andrage at plus 175. I thought it would have been a little bit closer than that. I'm so it's a going. good value
2: for Jessica, yeah?
3: Yeah, so it's it's some really good value because I do think it's going to be closer, but um, uh, I think I'm going to go with Thug Rose on this one.
0: Nice. Love to hear it. We're getting into the female. I've gotten into the male, and now I'm getting into the female one. We spoke about it with our last guest, and we're going to be heavily invested in those um, this upcoming weekend. And past 251, Tommy, you're a big fan. What is one fight you think the UFC needs, one fight you want to see out of the UFC in the next card or the next few cards?
3: So I got a couple for you. The first one, I need to see Gilbert Burns versus Colby Covington. I think those guys are so comparable. Um, Burns has been on an absolute tear uh, these last couple of fights. Absolutely worked. Ex-welterweight uh, champion Tyron Woodley in that last fight night. I don't know if you guys were able to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, at no point. And so Gilbert Burns at the time, I think, was ranked fifth in the welterweight division. Tyron Woodley was the number one contender because he had just been uh, dethroned by Kamaru Usman. And if you watched... What Gilbert Burns did to Tyron Woodley, I mean, it was – he smoked him. I mean, at no point was it even close. And so I really like what Gilbert Burns has been doing. And I I go back to UFC 245 that I saw in Las Vegas where uh, Covington fought Usman. Covington was extremely impressive. Um, Everybody knows Covington is a wrestler. But he – at—that at no point did they even touch the mat. They struck for 24 minutes, like I said. And I really liked what I saw at Covington striking. Um, I think that both of them are incredible fighters in the welterweight division, which is a murderer's row of guys. I mean, if you think about it, you've got Usman, Burns, Edwards, Covington, Woodley. I mean, guys like this, uh, all. I mean, guys like this, like, I think it's the tough, one of the toughest divisions in, in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's definitely <laughs> one that needs to be made. And then I
2: got one more for you, but Nick, what were you going to say, brother? Oh, I, I asked you uh, back at the 4th um, of July house. I said, well, okay. you know, what a, uh, weight class would I be in if I was fighting in the UFC? And you told me well it's a weight, and I would be shaking <laughs> my fucking boots. Yeah, yeah well, Nick. Dude, I had to go boots,
0: I guys. Nicky no sleeves It's smack you next, next to next Tuesday, brother. You'd be in trouble.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, um, I, yeah,
0: go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, what's your next picks?
3: Oh, my next pick is uh, Adesanya Costa. And part of the reason is because Adesanya is just such an electrifying fighter to to watch. His kickboxing is unmatched. Um, His takedown defense in just the last year has gotten so elite. um, You don't become the middleweight champion just because you're a good kickboxer. You know, you got to be a well-rounded fighter. And so you Know for him to have the reputation as you know somebody who you know wins by TKOing and KOing people with his kickboxing and you know his wrestling defense, having nothing to do with it, is a bunch of BS. Um, I, I think that that's drastically improved on his part. Um, and Costa is a similar fighter to Yoel Romero, um, who we actually saw fight Adesanya for the title. Um, UFC, uh, I forgot what number it was, but it was it was kind of a letdown because, you know, Adesanya is the champion. You know, he doesn't necessarily need to go out and be the aggressor. If he wants to stand back and let his opponent come to him, his opponent's got to want that belt. And I didn't get the feeling that Romero wanted the belt, but I thought that if Romero went after Adesanya a little bit more and was a little bit more aggressive, we would have seen an electric fight. And I think that Costa is the guy who is, you know, built like Romero, fights like Romero, and he wants it. He's going to go out there, and it's it's going to be a war. I'm, I'm telling you already. I think, I think that one's a lock for a war. And I also think, like I said before, Gilbert Burns and Colby Covington is going to be a war as well.
0: Amazing picks. You should be making the card, and Israel is a guy I think we've all fallen in love with, and so to have him be challenged is something we all want to see. Because you always, as much as you love, yeah, as much as you love these guys, you want to see them go toe to toe. You want to see them be challenged. I mean, I I'm more of a boxing fan than UFC, but I'm slowly kind of making the move over just because there's more a higher volume of guys to follow, and the big thing in boxing for me always is okay. I love, you know, I love like a, a Klitschko, but I want to see him you know, maybe not be beat, but challenged and fought against. And so I think that's what we need to see with Adesanya. So um, the cost of pick's great. Tommy, man, thank you for joining us, brother.
5: Before you go, before you go. Yeah, what's up, Tass? What do you you think just about, like, all the travel to Abu Dhabi and the testing? Do you think that has just any weight on, on fluctuating the lines at all, if that changes anything? You know, that's a a really
3: good question. And, you know, you'd have to think it would, right? I mean, these guys are now fighting in a completely different time zone, first of all. Second of all, they have to get, I think a total of four COVID tests before they can actually fight, one before they leave for Abu Dhabi, one when they land, and then two before they actually fight, while in the meantime, also, you know, doing their training, whatever it is they do in the week up to the fights. I do, I do think that you know, the, the odds makers probably take something like that into account. I don't exactly know how how it's going to affect the the lines, right. but what I'll tell you is that you know, if I would imagine, you know, if I was one of those guys and I had to go through all that stuff, it would it would it would probably weigh on me a little bit, especially the the time zone, um, the time zone thing. So um, they're they're fighting at five a.m. in the morning. Yeah, exactly exactly and so it's uh that can't be easy i can't do anything at 5 a.m in the morning right Exactly. no, yeah, no, no shot no shot <laughs> but um but no I, I think that's a good question um I, I i really don't know the answer to it but if
5: i had to guess yeah. it's,
3: it probably does weigh on him a little bit
5: but if it's if it's affecting one guy it's going to affect another guy too yeah, yeah we absolutely. won't really know until the fight if it's affected one guy more than another
0: so one guy is buck well, they have to carry one person yeah exactly yeah. One guy's passed out well, i mean before. it was breakfast
2: more
5: It well no, but but I feel like it definitely has to at least like strain your mental focus. So like if you're a if you you know it's just as much a mental game as it is a physical game out there. So it is an interesting
0: it is an interesting kind of you know thing to throw in like a another stipulation. I mean because you look at baseball night games are easier for players than day games, and that's why there's a lot there's a lot of teams like like I think it's the Reds that have 50 out of 60 night games, whereas like the A's have 30 out of you know, sixty day games with half their games for the day, which is That's great for the perfect. Bay Area, buddy.
5: Or uh, it's just comfortability, right? It's like what are you used to?
0: Yeah, exactly. Tommy, you are the man. Couldn't have done better. Appreciate you, brother. Glad that we locked this in drunkenly on the fourth of July and you came and delivered. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I was we, uh, loved, uh, we... Thank,
3: you, thank you so much for having me on. It was great seeing you guys this week. I'm definitely running back next year and uh Hopefully it'll be under better circumstances.
0: Uh, we'll, be, we'll be up as soon as the circumstances are better. We'll be up uh, in SF because you know our boy Tucker will be having a delayed birthday celebration because that's how he does. Uh,
3: you know he will
0: be. <laughs> Tommy, thank you, brother. All right,
3: thanks, guys. Good to see
0: you. All right. We got our buddy. Jonah Farrow, my buddy, my longtime friend coming on, another guy here to chop it up about some UFC. Give us his picks. Uh, You've heard our boy Shiner do it. You've heard our boy Tommy do it. Now you've got Jonah. I want to see if you kind of coincide with them. We're bringing in our friends for this one going dishing out not doing it with the big guns we're going with our boys um three crazy fights UFC fight island uh we spoke about it time and time again with the other guys um something that hasn't been done before so we want to a hear your thoughts on the whole fight island situation itself and obviously i want to hear um your picks on the three main title fights and as well as your thoughts on the female fights in the main card
6: for sure well uh first of all thanks for having me on fellas um, yeah very happy to be here so yeah, I guess just to start with Fight Island, I mean, what a, what a power move by Dana White, right? Yeah. I mean, guy is just an absolute savage. You know, he'll do anything to, you know, put his promotion uh, first and foremost. You know, the UFC, like any other fight league, is all about promotion. And, you know, if you're going to get people to pay, you know, you got to you know, bring the hype with it. So, you know, obviously really excited to, to finally get Fight Island started. Three title fights, you know, kind of a bold move to put three title fights and your first card at your your new venue. But, yeah, I mean, you can't really get better than this. You have three, you know, undefeated fighters, you know, fighting in huge title fights. So, yeah, it's very exciting stuff for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. The first one we see is Jan and Aldo, and Aldo's a seasoned vet. Jan's an uppercomer, a big guy that you were hyping me up about. Um, how is this one going to sway? I know you think Jan's going to win, but how is it going to happen, and what, and what are you taking? Here?
6: Yeah, I've actually, I've actually been cooling a little a little on Jan Obviously, been a big fan of Yang for a while, as you know, I was hyping him up a ton. You know, definitely think he's got the upper hand here, but you know, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, Jose in his first fight at 135, I, th- I thought he looked really strong at the weigh-ins. You know, on Twitter, you got everyone kind of making fun of him, looking like a skeleton. Uh, you know, he kind of looked terrible at the weigh-in, sluggish, but you know, he came in ready to fight against a guy like Mariah's. You know, that fight really could have went either way. Um, it's going to be interesting, you know, I was thinking about it with Jan and this is a big test for him fighting, you know, a former champion, such a decorated fighter, um, in his first, you know, UFC main event, you know, I realized that he hasn't fought five rounds before, which is a huge aspect of this too. Um, and he's got a, he's got a pretty interesting style that I think Aldo will like. Um, you know, he stays in the pocket, he fights in a, you know, a standard boxing stance and, you know, I think he's going to be there for the taking, um, you know he's got to learn how to defend against you know jose's light kicks i think he's going to be very patient but um yeah i think the big test for aldo is his, his chin is going to be able to hold up against a striker like jan I mean, this guy can take anyone out one punch um but he hasn't fought five rounds before um you know he hasn't fought a big stage like this yet so it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what happens but yeah i mean if jan is able to kind of dictate position in the octagon you know should be able to take him out maybe within the first three rounds but it shouldn't be interesting to see how he's able to handle adversity you know and standing in there for at least two rounds without. Aldo
0: do you think then in that case if it goes to past around three is Jan in trouble or from what you've seen of him do you think that it, yeah, it can, yeah, he, he can carry style. over
6: what's interesting with, with Aldo is like they they kind of actually have a similar fighting style where you know they're very upright uh, they don't do a ton of stand switching they're kind of in the same you know traditional fighter stance um and i think you you see and and you know when you talk about volkanovsky in the next fight you know what he kind of did in his first major five round fight was he just took holloway's legs out with those leg kicks so i think that would be an interesting kind of approach for jan jan actually won his last fight against Uriah Faber, who's one of you know the most decorated 135s with a head kick in his last fight so you know he's got that power in his feet. So I think that'd be an interesting approach to kind of take, trying to wear out his legs early, especially if he's going to have, you know, better position in the octagon. But um, yeah, I really think that, you know, after three rounds, it's going to be a gut check for Young. We'll see how his cardio ends up in there. Because he hasn't made it to that fourth round yet, where Aldo, you know, has fought main event after main event throughout his entire career. He's been in there with the best, but he is coming off, you know, two two fight losing streak. So you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Are you surprised that he's in there?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Because marías has been in 135 for a long time. He's he's probably, along with Garbrandt, maybe the best you know pure power hitter in one at 135. Along with um, along with Jan right now. You know i probably think he deserved it or maybe they could have waited but you know with cejudo obviously backing out, i mean i wanted to see cejudo and that was the fight that i wanted to see i think that would have been the biggest test for jan but um yeah i probably th- i thought mariah's probably deserved the knot, even though that last that last victory was really close but you know it's a bigger name huge promotion like we said so yeah yeah i think it's fair to give you know aldo one more shot at this thing and you know he's done he's done well um In the last two years even though the wins and losses aren't there for him but um yeah do you think do you think some of this
5: is a little bit like obviously fight island has had so much promotion in in it and it's kind of going to be existing while baseball and basketball haven't caught up right like the end of july is when they're really starting and so um ufc will really have the limelight here do you think that some of this is like setting up future plays in the fall for other fights where then, you know, once those other major, quote unquote, major
6: sports are back, that they'll be able to kind of battle it out with them as far as viewership? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's kind of why I've been, look, I mean, if there's one silver lining for me, you know, as a huge UFC guy, I mean, it's taking a huge amount of the airwaves away from the other sports. So it's been nice for them to get the recognition, I think, for sure. I think they're trying to continue to build the fan base. Aldo is a huge name stemming back from that fight with McGregor. Those two fights with Holloway. You throw him on the card instead of, you know, a guy like Marlon Moraes, especially with how big, you know, mixed martial arts is in Brazil, you know, that fan base that's going to come along with, you know, Aldo being on that card, that's more pay-per-view purchases, more airwaves. So I totally think that, you know, data use this as an opportunity to capitalize that for sure. Um, you know, I still think that the UFC has a long way to go to be competing with other major sports clubs. You know, kind of like football, it, it owns it owns a day of the week for a certain sector of sports fans. You know, we have Saturday night majority of the time. If you're a UFC fan, you know you're going to drop everything to watch that. And you know, you could battle it out with uh, you know your other sports too. So
0: I can't believe we are yeah. f- g- knowing him. I mean, I grew up with him, guys, and his sports fanhood was like basketball, baseball, football. Like we went to the draft together. Like that's who I went to the NFL draft with. And now.
6: I still love football, but dude, there's nothing like this. Like
0: it's crazy, too, and then so, and then soccer too. You've completely those are your sports now. Yeah, dude, it's it's electric. I mean, I hold up, I lost everybody.
6: And if we could bring in the if you want to bring in any of the gambling stuff, I mean, there's nothing better than you know getting a knockout on a UFC bet. You know, your guy wins in the first round.
0: So what are you so what are you taking for Jan and Aldo?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of value in, in, in taking Jan and Usman. Uh, we can get to the Usman fight a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think they're both priced in, like, the 200. So, if you can, you know, put the two together, you have plus money. And I think that the, those two are, are fairly safe picks. The so one you- I would say Holloway uh, Volkanovski. You know, if you want to get into that one a little bit more. Yeah, but, please. What do you think about that fight? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the first fight... Uh, you know, I'm not sure if you guys saw the first fight, but, you know, Volkanovski from the get-go had a game plan, right? He took out Holloway's nice. He, he took him out. He was just crushing him with these calf kicks. And, you know, Max is a high-pressure fighter, so when you – if he isn't – he's he can knock you out with one punch. He can wrestle, of course, but – you know, if you, if you wear down his activity levels, he's not going to be as effective of a fighter from range. He needs to be in close. So, you know, he just kept getting crushed with those leg kicks, and he really had no shot. You know, I think if he's able to make adjust his game plan and, um, you know, make Volkanovski, you know, fight with him more up close, you know, he might be able to, to land some shots. It's just, you know, when you have two guys that are fighting each other for the second time, in such a short succession, it's just very hard to read because, you know, they've known that they were fighting each other for eight months, unlike Masvidal and Uzman, who found out last week. Mm-hmm. So these guys are prepared, and, you know, it's just going to be a different kind of fight. You know, I expect another five-round fight, but I just think it's just harder to read, especially Max, who's probably the best 145-er of all time. Um Really? So I'm just happy- yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you have him and Aldo, and who knows if Connor ever stayed there. Connor didn't want to keep going that way down at 145. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Khabib also could have fought there as well. He's at 155 right now. But, um, yeah, I just think that fight's a little bit harder to read, unlike, you know, if you're looking at it from a gambling perspective. You know, Usman, he's, been, he's in better shape. Masvidal's just coming in right now after, you know, this, this layoff. And he's got to shed of 15 pounds this week. Like, you know, Usman, this guy's an absolute machine. He's in fantastic shape. He fights his specific way you know, he's going to just be all out activity. He can wrestle with you. He can, you know, he can strike you. Sky can do absolutely everything. So yeah, from a gambling perspective, I would think, you know, Jan and Usman, if you can get a parlay of those, it would be pretty nice value.
2: Would you say that Holloway's a good value pick though, just because he's, positive?
6: yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, you're getting max Holloway plus money. There's, there's value there for sure. Um, Especially because outside of fighting, so so Volkanovski, what's what's interesting about this card is actually the intertwinement of some of these fighters, right? So you have Volkanovski fighting Holloway. But Volkano- or, uh, Aldo's last fight before he fought Mirai's um, last fight was against Volkanovski at 145 as well. Um, so, you know, you got some of that intertwinement there with, uh, with those two guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Holloway, he's coming off – essentially it's who i know he fought frankie edgar in between but that was a funny fight uh but you know he's he's lost his last two big fights against um against dustin poirier who was the main event in the last card and as well as uh, his last fight against volkanovsky so his back is against the wall this guy's an absolute legend and he's had eight months six six to eight months now i think to prepare for this one so yeah i think you know you get that value there i think you know it's, I, if i were going to be you know gun to my head betting one way i would take max with the money here for
0: sure is he is he like isn't it crazy though that he's like what 28 29 and there's other guys who are fighting kind of in their prime that are in their 30s and he's kind of yeah. somewhat over the hill a little bit or like kind of looks like he's going that direction and there's other guys yeah. who's like 33 and they're hitting their prime
6: well when you talk to like a lot of like uh, not like you know I'm not saying I know everything about the sport or anything but when you talk to people that are like you know relatively fresh you know they hear Jose Aldo and they think this guy's a grandpa he's only he's only 33 years old but it just matters how many fights you have in you right I mean every time you step in there you know you it's it's a war so you know Jose's only 33 Max is only 29 but they basically can be 40 at this point for how many how many times they've stepped in there and who they stepped in there with I mean everyone forgets that Holloway fought Conor McGregor really early in his career as well yeah it seems
2: like the UFC, uh, you know, um, lifespan is a lot shorter than boxing. I mean, you look at Mayweather, who's got, you know, 50 fights under his belt. Seems like that's not ever even possible in the UFC.
6: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it has to do with the promotion model in boxing, right? I mean, you know, Floyd had for 142 and 0 or something. And, like, you know, his first 15, 20, 25 fights are just going to be layups because they know this guy's the next truth, so what they want to do – they just want to get more, more and more people interested in him, watch him win handily. Right. Because these guys are just such assets. While in the UFC, right? They just want to see the best matchup each, each and every Saturday, which is awesome. Right.
0: So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Luis I mean, Ortiz. That's what they're doing.
2: That's what they're doing with Shakur Stevenson right now. I mean, like they're just giving him layups, like you just said. He's like nineteen zero, right?
6: Yeah, I love this guy too. I'm from Jersey, so I'm all about Shakur, and like he's. He's definitely the next truth in boxing, but um, yeah, it's different, right? They just want to throw this stuff together. I mean, the fact that you can get Jorge Masvidal—he was—he was actually ranked, I think, by ESPN, he was the Fighter of the Year uh, last year, you know, coming off knockouts of Darren Till and Diaz and and Asprin as well. You're able to get this guy on two weeks. No, never be able to happened in boxing. So that's the beauty of it, and it's so unpredictable. So uh, even though I'm telling you to put your money on those two, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen because anything can happen at any time in this sport. But yeah, I think these matchups, uh, at least, you know, when it comes to Usman versus Masvidal and Jan and Alt are pretty skewed. I think the, the other two.
0: Yeah. And it uh, pays off to have such a good guy. Like you mean, when you, compared to boxing even, like having Dana in there and involved and in just being his way or the highway is so huge versus having to go through separate promoters and separate camps and all these TV deals and who can fight where and who can fight what versus one master. I know there's issues obviously in payment in UFC um, across the board out to, for guys that are not the top-end dogs, but in boxing it's just so hard to get something going and it takes a year and a day. Like we've been talking about Joshua Wilder for I can't even remember to the point where both of them are lost. In between you know to other guys exactly. which Crazy,
6: is- right I mean, it's just look i love boxing i've actually been watching a lot of these top rank events just because you know i want to try and uh, extend my knowledge into boxing a little bit more too but it's just like there. let if you if, if you're the best put the guys in with the best that's it's it's pretty simple and that's what we're i mean that's what we're getting with this card right who's man? he's undefeated in the ufc uh, you have Masvidal. He's one of the hottest fighters on the planet. He's got one loss, I think, in his last seven, or two losses in a row, but they were against top guys as well. Like these guys just fight the best in and out of each week. So should we yeah, really sick.
5: Pretty sure the phrasing is: if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? Isn't that how it goes? Like exactly, man. It's
0: exactly, exactly. how it goes. What do you think about the female fights? Because I was, we yeah, were, we I, were not putting much I, attention on it, but these are big fights.
6: Okay. It's okay. I mean, look. Like, Rose, everyone loves Rose. Rose is, like, she's just so cool. You know, she fought Joanna, Joanna, who had the fight of the year with Wei Li Zhang in her last fight. She took her out two straight fights, even knocked her out in one of them, which was pretty impressive. We'll see how she she is. Actually, the last fight that she fought was the same card that Aldo fought Volkanovsky, which I mentioned before, which I think was, like, last April or May. So she's coming off, like, a 14-month layoff against uh, Jessica Andrade, who... I don't know if you guys saw her la- that last fight, but she slammed her on her head. Yeah. Finished her by slam, which is like, I think only happened like two or three other times in the UFC. So we'll see how she does. That's definitely going to be an awesome fight. Uh, Paige Van Zandt against Amanda Hibas I mean, you should see this girl, Amanda Hibas She is ridiculous. She probably will submit her within the first, I'll give her four, three four minutes, honestly, I think <laughs> a little out of depth here.
0: Damn. lasting uh, as long as Toss could
6: last fight on her ufc contract so she better hope that she uh comes with her best game because it's not you know who knows what's going to happen with her she's going to want more money but she hasn't fought in a year she's coming off a big injury so yeah we'll see what happens with that but you think, uh, of,
5: you think of the entire card that'll be the quickest fight
6: uh i gotta look uh I actually have it in front of me let me give you guys a little thing real quick um there's this guy fighting on the first card that I'm very interested to see. Uh, he's making his debut. This Bulgarian heavyweight that I heard is beast, but I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, uh, you never, never know with Jose Aldo, dude. I, I, his chin is a little flaky. Like I think we've Jan, seen it before. I think Jan can hit him with a big right. He gets a big strike early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think a man, I mean, I think Amanda's Kivas is like minus a thousand. Yeah, she is. Um,
2: Jesus.
5: Yeah. What do you think?
6: Oh, over under a minute
5: in the uh in the Volkanovski hallway on when the commentators drop in the leg kicks. Over under the
6: minute. Uh, oh, I mean, I think if you know Volkanovski, like you just listen to this dude, he's so cocky, which I love. I love his mindset, and mentality like you know that within the first exchange he's going to hit Maxwell just to make him, you know, bring back those memories of just getting in his head. Yeah. I mean, he was, Max wasn't checking them, which is just, you know, for a veteran, like, you know, if you see Aldo, who used to be, he doesn't do it as much, but was an experienced guy with the light kicks, throwing them at Jan, right? I mean, I can understand why he wouldn't be checking them. But for a guy like Holloway, who's fought so many times to not be checking these kicks, it's... It was, it was crazy to see. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll set that one at 30 seconds. <laughs> I know Joe Logan loves talking about the leg kicks, so I'm sure he'll be ready to go. Uh,
0: okay. One fight you want to see, not on the card going forward, your dream fight, kind yeah. of what's going on right
6: yeah. now. There's, there's a few. I mean, the one that I'm definitely most excited to see is Steve chip to fight against Nganu again. Um, uh, it's kind of like goes by the wayside that Nganu low-key lost two fights in a row. Even though he's like, I think his last three fights have lasted less than two minutes total combined. So, yeah, is going to fight against Cormier in his last fight. I think he should take care of him. Once he started hitting uh, DC with those body shots, he was done in the last fight. So, yeah, I want to see Ngannou. I think the winner of that fight will probably have a chance to go. Because I'm not sure if you guys know this, but before Stipe defended his belt for the second time against JDS no one had actually ever defended the heavyweight title one, one time in the UFC Damn. ever. And Stipe did it three times. So right now he's probably known as the best heavyweight, but if he get, you know, when Ngannou gets a second shot at him, if he wins, I think whoever wins that fight, you know, has a chance to probably go down as the best heavyweight because if Ghanu wins this, he'll, you know, he'll be able to defend this for a long time.
0: How's so. Curtis blades? We like him or no?
6: Yeah, dude, he's great. The problem is, he's got two losses in his career, and they're both against Ngannou. <laughs> yeah. When you when you come up against Ngannou, it's just like, it's crazy that Cabe and even uh, the black was it the black yeah it was Derek Lewis the Black Beast were both able to beat him in these ugly fights, and they just sat on him. But I think he's you know he's just so much more mature now as a fighter. I think. Than, yeah. You know, he's got to he, be
2: most one of the most intimidating people in that entire sport.
6: It's crazy. I mean, Jairus, you Rosenstrike. he knocked him out. And Rosenstrike was undefeated his career and knocked him out in 10 seconds. just insane. So, yeah, that would probably be the one. Let me uh, trying to think if there's anything else on the top of my head that's really exciting. I'm really sad to see Cejudo go. I always hated him, but he grew on me so much. And the fact that he was able to, I know, with TJ Dillashaw coming back in the next year, I would have liked to see him fight him one more time because Dillashaw is one of the best 135s, you know,
2: so don't just seemed to be, like, one of the most technically sound
6: fighters there was. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the fact that he was an Olympic wrestler, gold medalist. Right. Exactly. He didn't wrestle in his last three fights. Like, I'm not kidding. I think he had zero takedown attempts in his last three fights. It was just so crazy to see how far that he came. And, you know, everyone hates his personality. But, you know, just the fact that he was able to knock out TJ Dillashaw, knock out Marlon Moraes, knock out uh, Dominick Cruz, it's just just crazy. Like, Went out on top but, I wanted to see him uh, really fight Jan because I, I believe in Jan. Like, well, who knows? You know, this is his first test, so we'll see what happens. We didn't go too much into the Masvidal fight, but uh, real quick, just on that. I mean, Masvidal, everyone kind of forgets he got um, he got knocked down by Darren Till in the first round at that main event. So something to look out for maybe as well would be his month finishing real quick.
0: I think uh, that one's going to be a quick one I either just way. just wanted
6: to get him in there. Just get that in there.
2: But. The thing about, like, these guys retiring like Cejudo is, like, are they really ever retired in the UFC? That's the thing. You know, like, they always come back for more money or they try to – He
0: might go to boxing to fight Ryan Garcia is what I heard.
6: That would be awesome.
0: You know, the, the, the Instagram boxer? That's what I call oh, yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, his hand, um, that guy's got hands so – He's got fast hands. Yeah. He's got hands like
6: the Flash, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, any amount of money can bring any guy back, and you know, with the trajectory of the UFC is on, Mr. So oh, yeah. he, sure he'll come back. I just think he needs a real test, right? I mean, what was he gonna, you know, what was he gonna do, go out there and fight again against like, a, you know, he's fighting against like Dominic Cruz, like, yeah, you know, he really needs someone to, to push him and, and make big money. Uh, it's just you so, about, you know, you
2: talk compare. about the money. I mean, I think Dana White's got to be the businessman of the year. Oh. Uh,
6: it's crazy when you look at sometimes how much these guys are taking from these fights. Right? Nice I mean, guy, too, it seems. Yeah. he's got poker and uh, the fight with Booker and poirier. I mean, you're paying these guys about 200k for this fight, basically. It's yeah. just that look, nuts. It's the greatest sum of money, but you know, for the amount of attraction and publicity you're getting, it's it's crazy. Some of these deals, these uh, fighters are on, and expected. I expect it to change, you know. With everything going on in the world and the continued voices that these athletes have. So, yeah. You know, there will be big changes. It's just when you're paying this many people each week, it's nothing else to feed. So it's.
0: Every time we record, there's always a fucking Postmates person here. Sorry, John. I was listening to you, but I'm also looking at this person knock at our door. Now
2: you just snapped Great. at the Postmates. I know,
0: person. dude. I'm such an asshole. I feel terrible. I don't want to be that guy, but I was just like snapping at her, and she's gone. She. I. I am I allowed? To, I can't. I guess I can say this. She's without a doubt, honestly. The cutest Postmates person I've ever seen in the history of
2: postman. You should go apologize. Run out the door right now and say sorry. I can't.
0: We're, we're on the air with my boy. I didn't get Squatini. Someone got Chipotle though. Um, but we got a bevy of good takes on that, Jones. I, the, so the fight you're most excited for though, would that be which one would that be? The one that you cannot wait for? Oh
6: I, honestly, I'm 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 gonna lean more towards this this Volkanovski. Uh, that's the one I'm the wild pump, That's the one
0: I'm pumped for now, based on what everyone's saying.
6: I'm excited to see what he does. Like the thing is both guys just have so much to lose in this fight. Right. Yeah. While Usman obviously he would have a lot to lose, but he's, he's sitting really pretty in this fight. I mean, he was preparing for Gilbert Burns, who was his sparring partner for like 10 years. And then said he's got a Masvidal doll coming in on short notice flying halfway across the world. Like it's going to take a miracle. And this guy's on a roll, but I just don't see a guy like Usman undefeated. If you watch that, that, battle that he had with Colby Covington in his last fight. I just think that, that... guy. I don't think Natsudel's ready for that kind of fight, personally. This dog fight five rounds with a guy like Usman. I mean, you saw Woodley in his first fight against him, literally just sitting there looking like he wanted to cry quit at any time. Yeah. This guy's guy an absolute warrior. Him and Adesanya, man, I think they could both easily go to entire careers on the field. I just don't think anyone can hang with them at all. So, yeah, I think Volkanovsky, that one gives us the best show, and you know, the other one's an interim title fight, so you know I can't really give it the nod over a true title fight. Right. now. So.
0: Rocking. Well, Jonah, you're the man. Thank you for joining us, brother. I'm glad sure. we got to get you on. I know, I know we've uh, I've, I've toyed around in the past about collaborating on something, and so I'm glad we got to do this.
6: Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I love all the work. I love the growth that you guys have been having. So finally, you know, great to come on and. Uh, yeah, if you if you want to try to make some money this weekend, shoot me a text. Yeah, gotcha, you, got you, man. Oh, wait, believe me, I'm feeling the... good. I'm feeling good about some of these picks, so we can, we can discuss later. I'm gonna
0: ride with you, honestly, because I feel the roof over my head slowly evaporating. Um, so the making <laughs> making some money would be would be uh highly welcomed. Um, but Jones, you're the man, thank you for joining, brother.
5: Better, fellas. Thanks, thanks, hey, Sean. Hey, how are you doing, Just... Mr. McConaughey?
1: How's it going, guys?
5: You guys are
1: your uh, UT alums, right?
0: Yeah, we're the UT alums, Mr. McConaughey. Thank you so much. Uh, we've hey, had a man. couple
1: people. Anything I do for the fellow uh, alumnus, you know.
0: That's <laughs> great, Mr. McConaughey. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, we've been, what we've been doing is... We've had Can we call, Matt?
1: Is it cool we call you Matt? Is that cool to no, call you Matt? Is that cool? No, it's not cool. You call me Matthew. Okay, son. Matthew, okay. Okay, sorry, yeah. Matthew. Uh, so, Matthew... Um, we've Who, been who's having... that fucker? Who, who's that fucker that just said that?
2: Oh, sorry. That, my name's Nick. Uh, I'm Nick. an actor here in LA.
1: That's, It'd be that's hard Nick. To work with
2: you someday.
5: Nick, not Nicholas. You, you, by the way,
1: you, 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 you were you were an actor. All right, Josh, we can get back to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
0: I'm Josh and that's Alex on my bottom left. And so basically what we were saying was is uh, we've had some of our friends actually on this episode come on and talk about UFC. We know you're not a UFC fan, but we just figured it'd be fun anyway to get your picks um, real quick down the line and your just quick little second thoughts on each of the matchups. So yeah, you got it. The title fights going on um, over there. <clears throat> So uh, Matthew, if you don't mind, uh, the McConaughey picks uh, for yeah. Jan versus Aldo. What are you thinking in that one? Oh,
1: maybe I'm going Jan. He's hungry, baby. Look at him. He comes at. He doesn't stop, man. He doesn't stop at you. Right? He's like life. He comes at you like life, you know. And uh, you know, Aldo, if he just, if he just, uh, if he keeps living, he might take it too. You don't know. Where's yeah. Aldo? Was that
2: son?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I think he didn't I don't think he heard you, Nick he,
0: Nick was Nick was curious, where's Aldo? I think it was a where's Waldo I'm
2: just trying to win right. browning points back, Matthew
0: Sorry. He's, trying to win, he's trying to win back to you, Mr. McConaughey.
2: Next question
0: Okay, uh, well, after the aldo Young fight We have a fight, uh, Volkanovski Versus Max Holloway For uh, another title fight there This is supposed to be the
1: most exciting and closest fight We have on UFC 251 um, What are your thoughts on this one? Man, you know, I've had so many good times in Hawaii. That's where Max is from. And I just got to <laughs> say, if you're from Hawaii, you're going to win. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, a
0: great, that's a very fair answer. Uh, thanks, mm-hmm. Matthew. And then the final fight of the day is, Hukum, we have uh, Usman versus Masvidal. Masvidal oh. coming in on less than a week's notice, flying all across, them, all across the world to come, having to cut weight. Usman is
1: the champ undefeated in UFC. Uh, what, what are your thoughts here? Well, listen, man, uh, there's some bad blood. I think we all know that. There's bad, bad blood between Usman and uh, Jorge. And, uh, and, man, I understand, being a UT man myself, you know, if I see someone sporting OU colors on the street, I'll tackle you. You know, I wrote it. Yeah, like I,
5: a bull seeing red, except you're seeing crimson instead, right? I'm
1: seeing crimson. What's the fucking difference? I'm coming I, at I, you. I, okay. Yeah. And so I understand, Jorge. And guess what, man? This is a weird place, weird time. It's going to be at 6 a.m. over there to, so that it, it, that the east fucking coast, those fucking bigwigs in the tall fucking place, can can watch this thing. And, and Jorge, you know, he's been this, for, this in the game for so long. He's going to handle this like no fucking problem. So that's my idea. Oh, that's wow. McConaughey's, you go. McConaughey's, take.
5: It's McConaughey's take. It's on Saturday at 6 a.m. for their time. Obviously, for us, it's a little bit more favorable. Are you going to be tuning in? What, what's the deal? You, you got a, a nice little setup for yourself? I'll be very high.
1: Um, so I'll probably sleep in until noon. So, okay. I'll, you know, it's always on YouTube, you know, my people show me things. I just, I'm actually here. Actually, I you know I'm actually at Fight Island right now. Um, it's, it's, beautiful, sunny here at Fight Island. And, um, you know, I was talking to Jorge, they're actually going to let me coach Jorge. So I'm oh, so actually, you're going
4: to be in the corner. Who, who,
1: who, whoever the, fuck I have the hundred, idiot coach was. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be telling you this. Dana doesn't want me to tell you this. But um, you know, I'll be there in, in my three-piece suit, my three-piece orange suit. And let me tell you, if we win, we win which we will, okay, Saturday night, UT Tower. Can we lit up orange, baby? Oh wow, you're gonna light the tower orange.
2: that's If all wins, all right. I haven't seen you in a three piece suit since
5: Lincoln Lawyer. It's been a minute since you've been in a three piece <laughs> suit. Hey
1: man. Watch those watch those uh UT football games. I'm all orange, three piece. I got the vest on, I'm super hot. I don't wear deodorant, I smell. Okay.
5: That's great. You do have you worn any deodorant in, in COVID? I imagine not. I haven't either, so
1: that if you wear deodorant, you're more likely to get COVID. That's what they say. Is it oh wow? Is I,
5: it didn't, I okay. didn't hear that.
1: That's crazy. That's a good well, Yeah, you're welcome. That's free. If you, that's free. you
2: can, if you that's why we you don't see that. any Spice commercials lately.
1: Exactly, man. Nick I like you. <laughs> okay that's good he's wow. back, he's Nick, back in your <laughs> good graces wow
0: <laughs> Nick I'm glad you made it come back into McConaughey's good graces now Matt uh, Matthew sorry um, just because you know you're an actor there's so many great actors out there um, I would like to fashion you as one of the actors who's in good shape takes good care of your body there's a lot of those guys out there who would be the one actor or the actors maybe you're not involved
1: what would your dream UFC match would be with two actors uh well i, I this is my story actually um oh thank you this this actually happened um you guys are too young for this but back in the early days of the ufc early 90s you know brenda was going on dana actually had me Matt what right. and willie nelson tee off on each other oh yeah
6: wow.
1: we'd we'd mud wrestle is what okay. we did i didn't know that yeah was part of the UFC yeah first, first uh First hundred, maybe two hundred matches in the UFC it was me and Willie. <laughs> so what yeah. did
5: you, you guys each had a but you, you had props right? Tons. You had a, you had your bongos and he had his guitar. Was that how it went?
1: Yeah, we had some speedos and it was great, man. His long hair, I could just grab it. Yeah, it was great. I hated the guy, um, but uh, actually, what what happened one day is maybe this is a uh, maybe 150, 51. Swear to God, I was I was kicking his ass and Woody Woody Harrelson came in. Oh wow! Okay, With, with co yeah. detective with with a chair. I go oh. Willie. I go. I go Woody. This isn't the WWE. This is real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No offense, so, w WWE. I don't mean to. You know? Yeah. And you're not this like is that. this. I'm not like. But that. This is real. You know? And he starts bashing Woody's head in with oh, the wow. chair. That's brutal. That brutal. He's doing, my, doing my job for me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he, get, he goes unconscious. And uh, two days, he's in he's in a coma. Wakes okay. up, I'm by I'm by his bedside. He looks at me. He goes, Matthew, give me a guitar. I'm like shit, man. All right, I got I get him the trigger. His his old good buddy, and he starts playing. Five minutes later, swear to God, five minutes later, he writes, "Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys."
0: Okay, so the, after you, and then you both went on to re- mud wrestle forty nine more times
1: oh yeah dude There was a lot that were pay-per-view a lot that you know just you know the Donald Trump style because he had the money for it uh basically it was, like, it was like the end of Requiem for a Dream me and him just like we needed to do it you know because we did I had I to do shitty movies I had to do like how does this guy in 10 days you know which was originally how to kick Woody Harrelson's ass in 10 seconds you know so
2: <laughs> is that I, is that kind of the inspiration for the casting of True Detective season one
1: uh yeah
5: short answer it yeah <laughs> thank you I, I think um you know it's it's always a pleasure having you on here Matthew because you get you allow me to live out this lifelong dream I've had of being Bilbo Baggins and and deciphering the riddles in, in the way that you speak you know what I mean yeah. like it's really it's, right, just a, right.
1: it's just a pleasure to be able to do uh, that so is it is it because you is it because your short son I'm sorry for that
5: it, you know, don't be sorry. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like part of um, okay, part of what yeah. I've learned from you is just living in the now, right? So I think you that's know. Great, man. I, I know I'm five eight. I know I'm five eight. That's that's the way. Hey it is. man. Hey,
1: you've overcome, man. That's all I'm talking about. Hey, you know, you should buy my program. You know, it, it'll help you. No, out. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had a program. This is just keep living program. That's what it's called. Oh. Okay, that's great. I saw you. Uh,
5: I saw you recently joined Instagram too. I just uh, I wanted to congratulate you on that. It's great. It's great stuff.
1: Great. I mean, I don't need congratulations, but thank you, I guess, from this fucking know-it-all <laughs> guy, so sure.
5: Hey, well, are we done Nick, here? Are we, Nick, are we done uh, here? Yeah, I think, we, I think we can
0: wrap it up. So uh, thank you for your picks, Masvidal, uh, Holloway, the Hawaiian, and
1: then I think from the first one we're yeah. going with Jan, Was what it was? Of course, man. There's
2: one female fight that we're looking for too.
1: Nunez all oh, right okay cool thank you wow that was he was ready to go nick i don't want,
2: I don't want he's not playing this one but next one, I, don't want, I don't
0: want i don't want to, i don't want you to get i don't want you to get any more trouble Nick.
1: but yeah we're going noon yes in, in this one and we'll, we'll chop it off there <laughs> mr mcconaughey thank you so pleasure much. thank back you back thank for, you for joining us source man it's probably the only time i'll be on but thank you okay okay good to know thank you
0: those guys even mcconaughey knew their shit it was a great one and can't thank them enough for coming on we hope to do more stuff like this. Obviously, we like having cool guests and you know people names and whatnot, athletes and, and you know and, and people in, in that in that realm. Um, but it's always cool when we can have our friends on to come and chop it up because that's that's sometimes the most fun anyway. Um, so thank those guys for coming on. Uh, excited to do it again and enjoy UFC 251. Take their picks. I know I will be throwing some dough on it. And to the fans out there, drag both feet inbound. Swing on a full counter with the puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because of three. Free. Throw that right hook because it's UFC 251. Hit your free throws. Why? Because they are free. We out you. We love you.
3: It up. Yeah! It's one! He got the shot! Oh Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality.
2: Anything's possible. It is possible! possible!